Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Now, this uh, public inquiry that we've been talking about on the programme, the Infected Blood Public Inquiry, public hearings in Belfast from tomorrow through until Friday at the International Convention Centre here in the city. I want to speak to one of the solicitors, a senior partner of Collins Solicitors, representing over 1,000 victims and their families, as well as eight campaign groups at the public inquiry. Uh, Des Collins is available to speak to us. Uh, Des, good morning. Good morning. Des, this is a, a major segment within this particular public inquiry and so many families and people here need answers. For those who aren't fully familiar with what we're talking about, just put it in context for us, please, Des. Uh, this was a crisis which arose in the 70s, 80s and into the 90s when uh, in, in far as haemophilia is concerned, blood products which were which were used by haemophiliacs when they had a bleed uh, became contaminated. And insofar as normal transfusion, which you and I may have if we go into hospital for an operation, uh, to some extent that blood became in, uh, became contaminated. So you had a period when uh, blood products, blood was always thought to be safe. And then you had this period. Um, in the 80s largely when it wasn't safe and people didn't realise or should have realised but didn't and um, that's what the inquiry is all about. And what are the people that you represent hoping to get from the inquiry when it concludes? Um, Essentially what they're hoping to get is answers to questions which they've been asking for the past, some of them for 40 years and over and above that, they hope clearly that lessons will be learned. And, and finally, they, they want to try and get some understanding of how this, as they maintain it, has been covered up for the past 30, 35 years. The evidence which has been coming out at the London hearings over the past uh, couple of weeks shows that there was, in all probability a cover-up by the government and they want to understand how could someone possibly do that in the in the face of the suffering which they were obviously encountering. And a part of this cover-up, is it linked in any way to late diagnosis with so many patients? I, I had the impression that everyone was ill from get-go but that, that isn't the case. No, no. The, the, sometimes the symptoms, uh, particularly with uh, hepatitis C, don't come on for some time, um, and uh, people have suffered, or and, and not know about it. They've suffered from hepatitis C, but they, it's, it's asymptomatic. Suddenly, it becomes symptomatic, or possibly 
um, having looked at the number of cases which we have looked at, a lot of people just put it down to a general malaise. You know, you're not sleeping well, you're not eating well, you're fairly tired. That goes on for a number of years, and then suddenly, overnight, it really kicks in, and then you know you've got it. Uh, but, yes, a lot of people didn't know they had it and uh, until it was clearly too late. And primarily, people will want answers. They'll want to know how such an injustice was done to them. But are they demanding compensation? Is that central to it? Compensation is not central to this inquiry. In fact, it's not a, an inquiry which has power to award compensation. Um, so, really, no, that's not an issue. <clears throat> Clearly, over and above that, um, people have suffered financially for 40, 50 years, and they feel that um, compensation which should have been paid to them has not been paid to them. But the reason for that is that the government has always said, we won't pay compensation until, we, you, until you establish fault. You can't establish fault because, and that this is the key question, you can't establish fault because we held all the documents, we held all the evidence, and you know what, you're not going to see it. So that's the issue behind the inquiry, but it's not something which the inquiry has the, um, is, is going to look at. It may make recommendations at the end of the day that compensation will, is provided, but those will only be recommendations for central government to pick up if they so choose. Well, uh, Des, thank you for your time this morning. Des Collins, a senior partner of Collins Solicitors, having a very busy week in Belfast today, representing over a 1,000 victims and their families, as well as the eight campaign uh, groups at this public inquiry. And Christina McLaughlin is looking at it through a very personal uh, lens. Christina, good morning. Good morning. Uh, Christina, your younger brother, uh, Seamus, is the person who you're thinking about this week. Very much so. Um, Ironically, um, Seamus' first anniversary will fall on the week of the hearings in Belfast. Seamus was 45 um, last year when he died on the 28th of May from liver-related cancer, uh, from being contaminated when he was 11 years of age. Um, Also, two months before that, my lovely cousin Michael Bertels also succumbed to liver cancer-related cancer. from hepatitis C, both contaminated when they were younger, both neglected, completely ignored, and left just really today. Um, when Seamus was 11, he, as I say, was contaminated with uh, hepatitis C as a child. My parents, we all were to- more or less told, not worry about it, it's the best fire she could get, and it'll pretty much never affect him, and it's now killed him. Both relatives suffering from the same complaint as young children? Uh, well, Michael was just off his 60th birthday, so he would have been in his early 20s, possibly when he was contaminated. But Jim is certainly, I mean, they're both hemophiliacs, severe hemophiliacs, who required factor eight on a regular basis. Um, um, we were aware from a long, long time ago that uh, contaminated blood had come from America, and this is where the viruses had come from. We, I mean, when your doctor sends you away to live your life and, you know, you trust them, you don't worry about it. Uh, And unfortunately, six months before Seamus died, uh, he went to his GP with pains in his tummy. Now, this is a guy that was going and getting blood done at his, you know, his clinic. So it should have arised that he had problems, um, but they were never identified. 
Um, he went to the GP six months before in October of 2017 with pains in his tummy and the GP immediately alarmed, sent him straight for a scan and that scan was the downfall, that was it. The scan, he got a scan 10 years ago, was never sent for again until this scan six months before he died and he was literally told from the scan you have six, three to six months to live and there was really nothing they could do and he did die six months after that. And they guarantee that the problem that led to his death is directly associated with what happened to him when he was 11? Well, that that wouldn't be something that would have been forthcoming from the doctors um, that are dealing with him because I think there's complete avoidance to have. I mean, I've allowed another two family members that were fighting to get scanned. And these, these are fellas that are in trouble for just having this virus through their body at any time. Um, but they're not scanning them. They should be scanning them every six to six months to a year anyway. Um, and that's not happening. So in our eyes and what we have seen and the experience we've had in the past year is just complete avoidance to identify that there's a problem with them and the hope that maybe they die um, and they don't have to answer. But unfortunately for them, they're leaving families that love these men very much and we have no intentions of letting that happen. We will be letting people know what happened because further further the hemophilia, the hemophilia community and people that have been contaminated through blood products in general, we as a, you know, the public need to know that if these health providers get away with what they're doing now, they'll do anything. And, you know, as, as Des had just said there, there's a cover-up that has been, they're trying to uncover for, for 35, uh, 40 years. If that cover-up has contained to the past, which it's not, Seamus and Michael would both still be alive and people will be living a healthier life that are contaminated. That cover-up is still going on very much so today. You're hoping that the inquiry will get to the bottom of all of this? Um, yes, very much so. Um, also, I have a child myself um, who is 16 and has severe hemophilia. So if this was ever to happen, now you're in the future, and, you know, he's in trouble. So, yes, we it, it needs to, they need to know that they can be scrutinised and they can't just go away and do whatever they think, you know, what they want to do um, and leave families completely destroyed. I mean, we were not aware that we should have been looking for symptoms. We should have been keeping an eye on Seamus or Michael or any of the rest of the family with this virus. That So we didn't. We believed them, unfortunately. And the last year, the only blessing that probably has come out of it for us is that we've had this horror for a year and the inquiry has kicked off, which we actually had it for about six months when, or six weeks when the inquiry kicked off. There's people fighting this 30 years um, and being told lies. I mean, I've had two doctors in the last year sit in front of me and my elder brother and blatantly lie to our faces Um it's, it's shocking. It's just absolutely shocking. I do presume that, obviously, we're not naming any medical professionals, but I'm quite sure that they would put some other argument in relation to your mm. accusation of them lying to you. But that's certainly how how you feel, Christina. Oh, yes, that's absolutely how I feel. And yes, you're absolutely right. I believe that they must take them into some kind of meeting room once a month and, and say, what what story can we come up about now? I mean, these, these guys have been told they're not turning up for appointments. Um, the scanner's broke. The equipment's wrong. Um, any avoidance, just co- constantly delaying them 
for having these vital life-saving scans. And there's actually an excellent treatment that does rid the body of hepatitis C. And none of this was made available to, to my brothers or my cousins. Well, it's certainly annoying for your family and for many other families. Annoying being an understatement uh, for your family and many other families as well. That's why this uh, public inquiry, which is running in Belfast this week and in other uh, cities, of course, uh, before and after, uh, London, Leeds, Edinburgh, Cardiff and London, all having their say during the course of the summer. And it's why it is so, so important to get to the bottom of why so many families have suffered. Uh, Christina, really appreciate your input. Uh, thanks to you this morning. This, this week will be a difficult one for you. And also thanks to, to Des uh, for that. Uh, if you're just switching on the radio, good morning to you. This is the U105 phone-in. Frank Mitchell here through until the middle of the day. Good morning to you. Monday morning with a little bit of sunshine with the odd nasty shower as well. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.